are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No No Shave Shave Men Game. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the No Shave Man Cave. Tonight's special edition is our 22 Never Forgotten edition. We are joined by George's famous son, the Peach Pit's finest, with his finishing move, the Peach Pit, the Pitter of Peaches, J to the Y to the C, just he goes with it. Myself, Ellie Jair. Jay Tilly. And you are here in the No Shave Man Cave. And we are joined by Jeremy. And uh, he has got some amazing stories here on this Never Forget 22nd edition of February. And, you know, on behalf of all veterans, and uh, I am super humbled to have you here today. Thank you. And to uh, JT for laying this down. Super excited. I very much appreciate you guys having me on. Um, lots of respect to our vets, um, to active duty, to everyone around the world serving our country right now. Absolutely. Yeah, this is this yeah. is cool. Uh, it's the first one we've put together. Um, it's a it's a thing that uh, Jared and I we did a, a state of the podcast yesterday and uh, dropped that out. It's I think it went live sometime in the afternoon. Yeah, but uh, cool. one one of the things we wanted to do uh, going forward is making sure we focus on. Uh, our mental health in general um, doesn't always obviously have to be uh, in regards to military. However, he and I both being military, the 22nd works because uh, of the, the unfortunate statistic about the 22 suicides. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we were putting it together and I said, you know what? I got a buddy, Jer, he he does this for a living. He's got some of his own stories with a mental illness that he deals with. Jared, Jared, the other Ellie Jer, I'll just do it that way. Ellie Jer. (laughs) And I uh, both have our own issues that we've dealt with in the past. Uh, we're not anybody that listens to us knows we don't script anything. Uh, the one time we did, it sounded like an awful podcast, and it wasn't us. We sounded like robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then we're we're trying to stick to a time limit and all that stuff. Yeah. We didn't like it, so we're just going to kind of go with it um, and uh, give you guys some information, give you guys kind of some of the struggles maybe we went through. Uh, so this might be a deep one. If you like our lightheartedness, we're going to try this. Keep this light. Uh, we try to joke around and, and have fun, but there is going to be some serious conversations in it, uh, you know, from thoughts of suicide to attempts to anger management to depression to PTSD. You know, we've we've the three of us have probably run the gambit on all of it. So I uh, just want to put that out there for everybody. Could be trigger warning. Don't listen to this episode. Totally respect that. Listen to some of the fun wrestling ones. Just know the 22nd every month we're going to drop one like this just to get the awareness out there and to kind of open those uh, communication lines to anybody that might need it. Um, again, I'm going to hit us right off at the beginning with, if you're struggling, please reach out to somebody and get help. Uh, if you even want to t- 
tweet us, direct message us, and we can point you in the right direction. No Shave Man Cave on Twitter. Email us, uh, whatever the case is. And then as we go through the show, Jeremy's got some resources he'll talk about uh, specifically with some of the things he does and, and how uh, he can help us uh, get the word out and help people throughout. So that was my soapbox. I just wanted to get that out there, kind of give everybody that warning going into it that yeah, uh, this is going to be our normal fun. Yeah, heck yeah. You know, we normally uh, have some solid banter. We go back and forth. We support, defend our position on wrestling, whether we liked it or we didn't like it. Wrong and sucks. then, you know, we acknowledge the other, um, you know, our other cave member. Hey, yeah, no, hey, you you sold me on that. Hey, you just you just got yourself, you know, two and a half beards for that one. So that's our rating <laughs> system. And you know, us coming into this, hey, right off the bat, five beards, uh, Jeremy's beard, legit. I wish I could rock the no mustache, but I have a, you know, I I have some issues with my lip. It's not cleft or anything. It's just not as strong as I would like it to be. But uh, that's me. <laughs> You know, but I, you know, super excited to have you here. And, you know, like what Jay Tilly was saying, you know, we all deal with our struggles and, you know, I'm fortunate to live with, uh, Mrs. Ellie Jair and, uh, Tiff is a, uh, recently received her license in, uh, you know, to be able to practice and, uh, provide counseling services. And when, you know, moments arrive, you know, today, you know, I, I work for a very large corporation that pretty much sells everything from A to Z. And, <laughs> um, you know, today was, you know, top five hardest days at Amazon. Just some of the struggles that we deal with, the, uh, the, the, the personalities, the, you know, and it's more than just a promise that we're trying to get out to, uh, you know, to the customer. It's, the behind the scenes stuff and everything that has to occur and you know us walking into it just like a veteran or or an active duty service member they slap the uniform on they make sure their their chevrons are right and uh, we go into hook and jab and it's just you know it's just difficult if you're at the tip of the spear or you're or you're at home base um you know we we deal with it accordingly and um, super, super humbled to be here, you know, with you, Jeremy, and with, with our nearly 2000 downloads, um, since we started this journey barely a month ago. And I'm, I'm super excited to hear about your story and how you got here today with us and, and what you can deliver to our, our, uh, our fam as, as we, uh, we, we refer to them here at the Cave. Well, like I said, I'm, I very much appreciate you guys having me on, um, especially as a lapsed wrestling fan. Which I'm sure we'll touch on that more later. Um, uh, as for the beard, don't uh, don't sell the no mustache thing so much. I only don't have a mustache because it tickles my nose. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid reason. I have allergies. My nose is always itchy as it is. I could not stand having a mustache, but I wanted a beard, so this was the solution. There it is, man. It worked. That's your finishing move, the tickler. The tickler, that doesn't sound right. He's the lip God. tickler. Oh, no, no, no. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, so I just, I don't want to get too heavy in statistics because I'm not a big statistics guy, but um, I think it's something like one in four people or one in five people have a mental illness. 
Um, but there's something else I want to point out. Four in four people have mental health. We all have mental health. We all deal with stress. We all deal with loss. We all deal with the ups and downs of life. So even if you're not a person who's dealt with the harder battles of mental illness and gone, gone through a whole recovery journey and all of that, I think there's still something to be gained out of being aware and maybe gain, learn a little something about how to manage your mental health better so you don't end up in a crisis situation down the road. And also, it's worth noting that I almost guarantee you that someone in your inner circle, your family, your friends, has gone through a mental health battle, whether a mental illness yep. battle that you don't even know about. And yep. no knowledge is how you can really be there for them when they need you. So um, I want to throw my own little disclaimers out there real quick. Um, obviously, again, if you are triggered, please reach out. Um, there is just going to be a, a few brutal truths um, here. Um, and absolutely reach out to the guys. Uh, I am not really big on social media. I use Facebook a little bit. And uh, I do use TikTok, but I don't post anything. Uh, so I don't really have a social media presence, presence but I'm going to leave some resources for everyone um, for ways that you can get help online as well as through phone or text. Um, so I'll just jump in and tell you my story. Um, my story, I kind of feel like it goes back my whole life. Um, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, my diagnosis, official diagnosis, bipolar disorder was about six years ago now. Um, it was a result of a misdiagnosis of depression, which that's something to understand too. Um, uh, mental health is not a perfect field, perfect science. Um, everything is trial and error. Everything is trial and error. <laughs> your medications, your therapy, your coping skills, it's all trial and error. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it works now and then a week from now it won't. Um, so a lot of people have been misdiagnosed. It's not an admonishment on the field. These professionals have worked very hard to get where they're at, like your wife. Um, you know, congratulations to her. That's a lot of hard work to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. just the education alone is hard, but then getting through the licensing process is oh, a nightmare. Uh, I am not there. I'm not anywhere close to there. I don't even have a college degree. So let me throw that out there. Oh, I do need to put that disclaimer out there. I am not a licensed uh, therapist. I am not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. Um, I work, my, my technical title is a certified peer specialist. Um, I use my story to share my lived experience to help give somebody uh, something to aspire towards. And then I advocate on behalf of those who need my help. Who need a second voice to stand up for them so awesome. thank you um the disclaimer on that is that i do not diagnose i cannot offer you diagnosis i cannot offer you clinical advice i cannot recommend medications or any of that stuff there goes the scripts i was hoping for sorry sorry <laughs> just kidding um but i can tell you what i've been through and if it offers you and it hopefully it'll give you some guidance and if if you need support i'm here um but without going through my whole childhood history and turning this into a two-hour episode, <laughs> um, we'll just go to uh, June 11th, uh, 2011. Um, 
I had been struggling with depression for most of my life. I did not realize I was also dealing with mania. I didn't understand what that was, what that meant, had no clue. Um, I had been going through a real rough patch with my marriage, having a real rough time with my kids. Um, a lot of stuff had been culminating in my head, and I didn't let it out. I didn't talk to anyone about it, didn't talk to Jay about it, didn't talk to anyone. I just kept it inside. And then I got into a huge fight with my wife at the time. Uh, and it ended with her threatening to leave me. She packed the kids in the car and I went and grabbed a bottle of pills and swallowed it. So, um, and it's obviously been many years going on 12 years since that happened. Um, hindsight, looking back, I planned it. I don't even think Jay knows that. Yeah. We, we kind of had our suspicions, but yeah, I had no, I didn't plan the moment. But I had researched what pills I could take. I had looked at what we had in the house and what pills mm. I could swallow that would just put me to sleep. Mm. That part I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So when the moment came and I did it, um, thankfully I didn't wait till she left. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here. Um, she did call 911. Ambulance came. Uh, they took me to the ER. I had to take liquid charcoal. Ugh. It was disgusting. <laughs> uh Without getting too graphic, it stays with you for several days. <laughs> I bet. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and I spent uh, 24 hours in the ER while they tried to find a place to put me. Sent me out to Georgia Regional Hospital. Um, just not Georgia Regional Hospital anymore, but anyways. Uh, spent 24 hours in a suicide watch. Um, one of some of the most terrifying moments of my life. Uh, because they don't differentiate between severity there. So here I am, scared, unsure what my future holds, and here's somebody who's a paranoid schizophrenic who thinks the aliens are listening to his brain and could go violent at any moment, which I know a lot more about paranoid schizophrenics than I did back then, but I knew nothing back then. And some of these guys were scaring the crap out of me, so I spent the entire night with a sheet over my head just trying to trying to sleep. Um, but you can look like you're going to ask something, Jay. Yeah, were were you in like a common room or did you have your own room? I just I've never heard this part of the, Oh, really? So it was yes. you and a bunch of other people. It was it was a big open area. They wow. had two rooms, but it was all open with a bunch of people there watching you. Uh you had to take your belt off cuz you hang yourself with it or you hurt yourself with the metal. Um wow. of course, empty your pockets, no cell phone, no nothing, no way to contact your loved ones. Um and you just stay there for 24 hours. They don't give you a bed. Um, there's these recliners you can lay back in, and they give you a sheet, no blanket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that like yeah. that. So I spent 24 hours there. That was not fun. But then I got to go home, um, did some outpatient uh, therapy and medications and balance stuff and depression. They said I had depression. Here's your meds. And after a while, I stopped the therapy and said, I'm fine. And I took the meds. And that was it. I was good, but I wasn't. Um, there are some dark sides of mental illness that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Um, one is, uh, especially depression. And um, though I have bipolar disorder, just a, a little bit of info on that, uh, it means I have both depression and I also have manic episodes. Um, uh, some people will hear the description of manic episodes. You have lots of energy and you feel like you can keep going without sleep for days and days and think, wow, that'd be great. I wish I could do that. Uh, no, you don't. It's hell. Um, and the aftermath is hell. Uh, 
but a lot of my symptoms are very depression heavy with bits and pieces of mania thrown in just for fun. Um, so there's some dark stuff to depression that anybody who's been through it will tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are dark moments where I thought about hurting myself again. Um, there's voices in my head, not voices, not schizophrenia <laughs> voices. Let's clarify that. Are coming for you. Those are two different things. I've worked with people who have those voices. Uh, I'm talking about my own voice in my head telling me that I'm worthless, telling me that I'll never accomplish anything in life, telling me that I'm a failure, telling me I'm a bad father, I'm a bad husband, I'm a bad person, I'm a bad friend, I'm a bad son. Um, And just hearing that constantly, constantly, constantly. And then having the mania thrown in where I'm super impulsive and reckless. And it meant job after job after job six months here, nine months there, maybe a year if I'm lucky. Um, Took my family through the ringer financially. um, Traumatized my kids. um, And though I don't have much fondness for her these days, my ex-wife, my wife at the time, who I did love at the time, um, I, I caused her a lot of trauma too. And I don't deny any of that. And I take responsibility for that. Um, I think, I think that's a big step. Like I, I'm no mental health expert by any means, but knowing you for what thirty something years now, uh, just hearing you say that is a big step. That the taking responsibility of it. So, just wanted to give that a shout out. Like that's huge. Um, that's something a lot of people struggle with. So yeah, uh, and that's just a testament to your mental fortitude to kind of work through those thoughts in your head and know that and understand what you're going through. So I, I just. Shout out to that. That that's that's awesome. Thank you. That, that's some huge acknowledgement where you know you where you want to end up is you know the finish line, promised land, whatever. And whether you fall short actually or you fall short, you know, mentally or emotionally, um, huge huge kudos to you to to you know own that and. Um, you know, you're a stronger man than a lot of us where a lot of us walk around, oh, we're the victim. This shouldn't happen to me. I can't believe um, this is what happened to me and I was done dirty. So good. I'm, I'm, you know, for whatever it's worth, I mean, I've know, you know, I know we've known each other uh, a couple of minutes here, but I'm super proud of you and being able to say it here, um, you know, live and, you know, in front of everyone. So thank you. Thank you very much. That, that helps me. Thank you. Um, what I usually tell people um, when I'm telling people about what I what the, the things I did, the things that I have to own, um, there's a difference between offering an explanation and an excuse. Oh, I explain that my mental illness played a factor in the things that I did and the things that I said, um, but I don't use them as an excuse. They're still things that I did. There's still things that I said. I I damaged countless relationships, and um, I own that. And I think that's a big part of recovery um, is taking ownership of the things you did when you were sick, acknowledging that you were sick, but not using it as an excuse. You still did those things, and you still have to make reparations on those things that you did. And um, Mental health, and I, I, I'm sure your wife can tell that to you, uh, Jer, but mental health and substance use kind of go hand in hand. 
um, and the two combined, which thankfully I didn't have that, um, can cause a lot of damage and ruin lives, not just your own. And But it's the same thing. And that's what I tell my clients because I don't have that experience, but that's what I tell them um, is that you still have to make those reparations, but it's okay to say, I was sick. Don't yep. use it as an excuse, but it's okay to say that. It's there's nothing wrong with saying I I was that as long as you still own what you did. You know, it, when you put that hole through that wall, you did that. And you scared your wife and you scared your kids. You did that. You own that. Yep. You were sick. You use that as a stepping ground to get better, so you don't do it again. And right. that's that's and and I understand having lived it, how hard it is to get from in the middle of that to a point where you can accept what you did, own what you did, and make reparations on what you did. It's a long journey. It's a hard, hard, hard work, and it never stops. Um, not to sound too much like a motivational poster, but uh, recovery is a journey, not a destination. Yeah. And I think one of the big things that you hit on is the ownership of it. But uh, I think a lot of people try to do it by themselves. And I think having that person to reach out to for help is big. Um, Cause I went through that. Uh, you know, I, my first marriage, I punched a hole through a wall. I had anger management issues. I, you know, I never, never hit my ex-wife, never raised a hand to her, never any of that, but definitely had that, that anger issues and, and would take it out on inanimate objects in the building. And, uh, I was supremely jealous all the time. And I had a lot of issues and I went to some, you know, counselors and some friends and talks things through. And I, you would probably be able to test this better than I can, Jeremy, but I'm a different person. I was when I was with Kelly, I'm so much more chill and relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, compared to where I was and the way I treated people to now night and day. And it's one of those things I own up to, uh, some people, accept those changes and and understand that it was like you said an illness some people don't i have some friendships that never got mended and the way people treat me a little differently in some but that's on them now because i've owned up to it i've apologized i've done everything i can on my side for some of the ways you know i I, even going back into high school some of the things i did to to people and treated people there are some high school friends that have forgiven me and and it's water under the bridge we talk we communicate like uh you know like like we do now but on the flip side, there are those that never talk to me. There are things I've done to you in the past. I'm sure that probably pissed you off. There are things you I, you did to me that I'm sure, hell. We used to joke every summer one of us was pissed at the other, not yeah. not chasing around with a sledgehammer. That only happened once. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wasn't either of us. Let's make no, that clear. It was not. <laughs> it was not either of us. We, we did hammer amongst friends, other than like a, yeah. a no DQ match. You know, yeah. No, no lie. We had uh, a buddy of ours chasing another buddy with a sledgehammer trying to hit him. There, it was a very complicated situ- situation. <laughs> it was with a very oh, volatile person who was also yeah. having his own journey and difficulties. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, <laughs> the girl involved. There was a girl. Always. Anytime oh, a friendship breaks down between two guys, it's always a girl. Yeah. Always. Always a girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but that girl was very treacherous and she yeah. did some really Ooh. shady shit that, excuse the language, no, yeah, that, yeah. that, uh, that pushed girl on that the, situation. Yeah. The yeah. old white snake girl on the hood of the car. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's <laughs> funny. That's, that's pretty accurate. 
Yep. There was yeah, a hood of the a car of, involved in this too. My, a lot of mine issues, I'm very, um, I don't want to say compulsive, but when I'm really into something, I'm really into it. And um, when sort of my upbringing, seeing how everything kind of unfolded, um, you know, knowing that mental health, the, the acknowledgement piece of it sort of lacked in my family and watching some of what my sister went through until she unfortunately uh, took her life, it, there was a lot that went into it. And, you know, the strength and the relationship that I have with my brother, Mike, um, the, the love and the fondness that I have with my sister, Shannon, and, you know, the, the bond I have with Tiffany and the boys really have helped me get grounded and since I've retired and lost that sort of affiliation with the, with the military, uh, you know, the, my current organization and, you know, Jay Tilly and some of the, some of the guys that I work with, um, have, have given me that brotherhood and those sort of shoulders to, you know, lean on slash cry on. And, uh, whether I do it actually or, um, I'm able to sort of do it without the, the shed of tears. Um, it's, I have great fondness for the people that are in my life right now and the people that aren't in my life, um, sort of it's by choice, whether it's theirs or mine. Yep. And, uh, you know, sort of what Jay Tilly was saying, how he's a different person now than compared to what he was before. Um, I, I feel like just over the last couple of months, I'm a much different person and, um, acknowledging the work that I needed to do has really helped me. And I, and I sort of, it sort of hit me today. Like I feel, I feel a lot different today and, you know, some of the environmental effects that were going on around me affected me a little bit more than they normally would. Cause I would just. Be like, okay, yeah, whatever, dude. You know, you do you, and I'm gonna go home and paint know. rocks. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is uh, you know, I'm, yeah, this is uh, I'm I'm super super. I don't want to say proud of us what we're doing because this is still very scary for me, but little by little, um, I really appreciate Jeremy joining us, uh, Jay Tilly. We talked about this in nauseum, but to actually do this today, um, I feel a lot better than we did 22 minutes ago, and uh, I'm I'm stoked that we're here today, and I can't wait for uh, next month and the following month, yeah. and you know where we're going to build on it. So this this is really cool. Thank you, Jeremy, for sharing, and I, I can't You're wait. Welcome. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't finish my story, but you know what? If we're going to do this next month, we can worry about that then. I want to make sure we have time to talk a little bit about resources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolute number one resource. This is a great new thing. It's very new. Um, I don't even know the – I don't have the date here on what I'm looking at, but I want to say they passed it through legislation in 2020 or 2021. And then it was mandated last year that they had until this summer or this some point like now um, for every state to to adopt 
adopt it. But there is now a three-digit code. You just like you call for medical emergencies and what have you. Uh, but instead of 911, it's 988. Um, on a federal level, it takes the place of the national suicide hotline. Mm. On the local level, kind of depends on your state. Here in Georgia, if you dial 988, it goes to a program called GCAL, Georgia Crisis and Access Line. Um, it is primarily suicide prevention, but it can be any kind of mental health crisis. Um, some people think of hurting others more than themselves. And mm. obviously, you want to nip that in the bud. You want to get help. Um, you can call 988 for that. Um, you can even call 988 if you're just in a bad place. You know, uh, my girlfriend, wife, whatever, boyfriend just left me and I'm not thinking about hurting myself, but I've never been lower in my life. I don't know what to do with myself. Call 988. Better to call and then get additional resources than to not call, go into crisis and have something severe happen. Amen. Um, so that is like the number one resource. Um, I believe you can text it as well. Um, if not, you can still send texts to, I think it's 741741. It's the crisis text line that, that the suicide national suicide hotline used. Um, and that's still available. Uh, I also wanted to touch on, um, since this is a, uh, a, Obviously, you guys are both vets. Uh, I'm sure many of your listeners are vets. The Wounded Warrior Project. Um, how to say this without being too negative. We'll just say the VA isn't always the best when it comes to mental health. You think? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's, that's as nice as I can put it. I've worked with a lot of vets, both uh, as coworkers and as clients, and I've seen some stuff. Uh, so the Wounded Warrior Project is a great example of vets helping vets. Um, it is a great project. I don't know if they have their own hotline, but they do have a website, woundedwarriorproject.org, and you can access tons of different resources to help you out. Um, they help with mental health, physical health, anything a veteran might need in order to lean on each other. Um, it, it really is a great project. Um, obviously, they focus a lot on PTSD, um, but they they help with just about anything you can think about when it comes to mental health and, and the struggles that veterans deal with reintegrating into civilian life. Um, that, that That's a big one. That's a lot harder than people think. It's, it it yeah. really is. Like People just think we're done and we come out. It uh. It's a lot. It's a lot harder yeah. than people think. Even even people in my career field where I I didn't I wasn't necessarily in the shit as uh, some people I know uh, that I can't imagine some of the things they've had to reintegrate with. But just that that structure and everything it's it's tough. So yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, the assimilation back in. Um, I'm pushing three years now. The first two years I was literally groping in the dark yeah. and. Um, July of 2022 is when the 988 in Florida became um, a thing. So that was, um, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And starting in January is when I started my personal uh, mental health um, recovery journey. And then February 
um, I guess technically the third, uh, I started my uh, sobriety, you know, trying to find a, a clearer head. And um, every day is something new, like, you know, like I noticed a different smell than I normally smell today, or I noticed a different taste than I normally. That was me. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Nip the taste vision. or the smell? Yeah, <laughs> both. So, but it's uh, it powerful. You can taste yeah. it. Boom. So there's there's a lot going on, and with you know, like you said, the the BA is not always the the um, sterling example for all uh, mental health establishments to emulate. Um, I'm fortunate to not have had the, the 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 difficult time getting what I feel is the appropriate level of care, and it may be because Tiffany also um, kind of fills some of the gaps that the, the the providers aren't aren't affording. So that's a that's a solid solid point that when anyone goes into it, just understand. It's not an end-all, be-all. And just like with any other science, it's ever-developing today. And, and Jeremy was strong with the comment, today it worked, tomorrow it might not. And, you know, you just got to have an open dialogue with your provider and, and with yourself, too, to, you know, what where you're going and what you're feeling and what you're going through. So Yeah, that, that honesty with yourself is, is, is key. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going through my own struggles now, too. I mean, Jared and I kind of, we, we've communicated with, uh, you know, my buddy over mm. that shoulder, Yeah, um, losing him. It affected me way more than I thought. And every day is kind of a struggle dealing with that. So yeah, being honest with yourself and knowing, mm, okay, that this, this is tougher than I thought is, is key to all this. Yeah. So, um, one last thing I want to touch on, um, to our knowledge, no one who was asked whether or not they're suicidal committed suicide because they were asked. Yep. That's an important fact. You will not motivate somebody to kill themselves by asking them if they want to kill themselves. So if you suspect that someone, you know, is going down that road, ask, don't be afraid, ask, because a lot of times they'll tell you Yep. they are scared to tell anyone because they don't think they'll understand. So if you offer them an understanding ear with no judgment, no consequences, just support, they may reach out to you and they may ask for the help that they need. Better to ask than to not ask and face the consequence. hundred percent. I could go off on another story on that, but maybe we'll save it for next month. But I asked the question and saved somebody's life before. So hundred percent. Awesome. Yep. So, uh, yeah, guys, we, we said this is probably gonna be a heavy one. Uh, we were going to try to keep it to about 20 something minutes. We're hitting 36. Uh, we could keep going. I'm sure all night long and, and make this a three hour podcast. I like the idea of this being a recurring uh, monthly thing. Uh, and who knows if the feedback's really strong and, and people want to hear more uh, and want to see this more, we could even do it, you know, every once a week or every couple of weeks and, and make it a, a bigger part of our show uh, if that's what we need to do. But uh, I, yeah, this was heavy. This some, your story is awesome, Jeremy. I mean, the fact that you've come out the other end of it, uh, I know it's an everyday struggle still. It is for all of us, but the yeah. fact that you recognize that and are growing with it is fantastic. Uh, and same with you, Jared, like the fact that you took January, realized you needed that help and, and are getting it is great. So just proud of you both. 
good, good stuff, man. And to anybody out there, anybody, I'm proud of you for reaching for help, no matter who you are. So yeah. Heck yeah. Good stuff. Uh, you know, we have, uh, every month is a national month and I, I try and acknowledge every day with the little, with the little, um, little email or text or however you message within your organization, acknowledge what uh, national day it is. We could, uh, you know, take every day as national health day, every month as national health month and uh, yep. know that you're not alone. There's hotlines, there's resources, there's hands out, there's shoulders. And, um, you know, here in the cave, we're, we're alive and listening and ready to uh, support our, our fam, as we refer to them, our fellow veterans, our lovers of, of wrestling and uh, all the other stuff that we talk about. And we are honored today to have, uh, as we'll refer to him as JC, the other man in the booth and uh, finishing move the tickler. Oh no! No. And, oh uh, yeah. We're not that, I, think, I think that's gonna be his nickname now. It'll be the tickler whenever he's on. Oh no! I'm gonna change his name. Where's his? Uh, where's invite name? It's gonna be the tickler from now on. The, the yes, lip tickler. Sir. We'll call him. Oh the no! He's setting him up. So, with for, without Wait, further ado, before you do it, before you do it, I am gonna uh, let everybody know that uh, all the resources we talked about, and we'll put the links and everything in the description for this video. I'm going to pin them to our Twitter account. So we'll have those out there. We'll leave them. Um, when we put this on YouTube, we'll be there. All your audio podcasts, I'll have it in the description. So you'll have all this, the resources, the 988 number, anything you need. We'll, we'll go ahead and put that. Now you do your thing. Absolutely. And as we always do, if our fellow fam members of the cave want to uh, share their stories, you're always welcome to do without further ado on behalf of jc the tickler i'm ellie jair jay tilly thank you for joining us here at the no shave man cave on behalf of everyone just know that everybody's looking out for you on this 22nd day of february in the year of our lord 2023 <laughs> be safe be well look out for one another and i'll see you on the floor You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. At No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Men Cave.